Boom! What's up everyone? Welcome to Simulation. I'm your host Alan Sakian. Very excited to be talking about conscious reality creating. We have Rick Parrish joining us on the show. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, right on. I'm super excited. Also, huge shout out to Andrew Thompson for introducing us. Yeah. I'm super excited to talk to you, Rick. Rick Parrish is the founder of the Paris Principle, which helps you use your dreams, trauma, drama, and chaos as a vehicle for transformation so that you can create the reality you desire. And you can find the links in the bio below to ConsciousRealityCreator.com, ParisPrincipal.com, as well as Rick's LinkedIn profile. Okay, Rick, let's start things off by asking you, what are your thoughts on the direction of our world? Well, the direction of the world is awesome. It's, you know, for me, because I've been outside of this paradigm and coming back to it, I understand deeply and profoundly where we are. And the more chaos you have, the more potential you have for change, right? So the new old paradigm is dying. It's, it's already dead. It's just in the throes of its experience. And so with that death, it comes a lot of chaos. And, you know, the minds predicted this. Lots of people predicted this was going to be going on. The reason that the calendars don't continue is because there was a very specific... Humanity has never had the chance to supersede itself. It's always in a natural order of things, and it's and the planets go around, everybody, you know, you go through a natural process of synthesis that's always happening, and human beings have been growing and evolving along that. Once a human being understands that it's conscious of itself, it can interrupt that pattern. You see, they couldn't do that before. Now that humanity is going from a state of adolescence to a state of spiritual adulthood, which it's struggling with that right now because people don't know what it takes to be an adult. They're really adaptive adolescents, as you can see by the news and you can see by the political arenas. In the geopolitical arenas, it's like a really bad day at high school. And that's happening because that paradigm cannot sustain itself anymore and it's breaking, but we don't have another one. And conscious reality creation is understanding there's something that I've got to define, there's something over here I've got to define, so I have a place to let go and a place to attach. And that's got to be conscious in order to drop that. So it's in a beautiful place. I mean, it's like when a woman goes into labor, her temperature goes up, her metabolism goes up. The earth is going up because it's making room for us. We're the pinnacle of nature. We're not a problem. We're not, it, it is making room for us to be more conscious. So the weather and these things are that's a whole different discussion, but the weather and everything is reflecting our own internal state. Mm -hmm. Th those patterns that have always existed and always moved are changing. And so the state of the world, although chaotic, and it's in the best place it's ever been, and it's going to continue to get better for some. For some people, it's going to continue to get worse because that dichotomy that you're seeing is the same problem the inner adolescent has. I don't want gray. It's good or bad. Just give it to me good or bad so I can figure out what's going on and make my choices and get out of here and move on to something else that's better. That's the adolescent. So that particular mindset is ended. And so what's happening is you're saying, oh, pro-life, pro-choice, right wing, left wing, this, that. And 
but everybody's arguing about the same stupid things because they really don't know what they're arguing for. There's no set of values. There's no structure underneath that. The, since the adolescent changes its mind depending on what's going on, one thing they're arguing for today, they're arguing against tomorrow because they really don't understand the core value of what's being expressed. In America, for instance, our, our constitution is about freedom and security. Elevating those two things. That's why you have an eagle with arrows in one hand and peace in the other hand, but in their talons. Because the eagle represents responsibility. I can go left or right. What do you want to do? What's going to happen here? And I can go either way. It's like America needs to be free in order to breathe. And see, right now, all this major control from this adolescent mindset is trying to inhibit where some people are dying to be more free and other people are dying to be less free because they're worried about security. And since America is specifically, specifically written by alchemists, knowing that there has to be a push-pull in place for things to move, harmony is a static state. You don't want harmony. You only want to go in and out of harmony. Mm -hmm. That's what a conscious person does. I need to create some chaos mm -hmm. in order to create some change and then get back to a new harmony. And what does that do to my next chaos? Mm -hmm. That's the breathing in and out, right? And yeah. so in our system, we, what is it? We want security, want freedom. You've got to dance between that all the time. If you go too far one direction, too much freedom is tyranny. Too much control is a complete, it's the antithesis to love. Freedom and creativity, the antithesis to that is control. The thing that makes America great, their creativity, their freedom, and the love that they have. Well, you go into control, that's what you have to give up. So the adolescent cannot do that. The adolescent cannot balance that because they don't have a set that they're standing on other than the ones that my mom and dad and my school and my government told me. So the world's in a fantastic place. It's just not for the adolescent, it's not. But for the adult, it's badass. Yeah, the, the big history perspective that you take there with understanding how it's actually been a multi-tens of thousands of year process of where we are consciously evolving now to be potentially at the pinnacle yes. of, our, of our evolution. And there's now more and more space on the planet for, these, for the people to be birthed into the 8 billion that are alive right now playing on the playground. It's the Super Bowl. That's why there's 8 billion people here. Everybody wants to see what are we doing with this consciousness. And most people are spectators. They're not going to be leaders in this. Because they're still arguing about the wrong things until they recognize, like, this is about getting along and finding not a compromise. That's what the adolescent does. The adult finds both of our preferences need to be met. And we'll both enjoy the process. If we both make a compromise, we both don't get what we want. And there's no fulfillment in the process. You see, the adolescent doesn't know how to do that. You can get 8 billion people to all get what they want. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You got to okay. go for you gotta, it. You got to imagine it. And yeah, then you've, it first you've got to know it's possible and then you've got to be able to go for it, right? I mean, of course, that would take a tremendous amount of. What am I saying? It would take a tremendous amount of patience. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, the journey is how you get there. What, what, what would it be like if we all decided we wanted 8 million people to agree on something on their preference? See, right now, that's not even an idea, it's not even a conversation because they're in another paradigm of a limit, limited of one. Of a limited paradigm belief. And then also the, 
um, the notion of uh, the adolescent, how the adolescent wants either a black or white instead of the gray, the yeah, nuance. Yeah, exactly. That was another interesting one. Rick, let's learn more about your journey. You're born in Castro Valley, and then you've been practicing shaman for 28 years. And also you had this crazy accident uh, down in Los Angeles, a pedestrian accident when you were 43, yeah. and that kind of transformed your life with it, a death experience. So yeah, teach us about this. It, it, it transformed my life for sure. My life, I already considered myself an enlightened person before I died. And there were some very key elements that I had understood that I didn't really understand the profound nature of what I was thinking and what I was experiencing before I died, but it had a, it's the way I got back. It's what I was doing before I died that enabled me to reincarnate myself. All human beings are going to learn how to do this because the old way is to forget and come back, forget and come back and try to remember, forget and come back and try to remember. Once you become conscious, you can actually interrupt that pattern. But you have to become conscious first, so humanity had to evolve to a certain place. And of course, there's always people on the front of the bell curve. I am one of those people on the front of the bell curve. I know what I'm doing. I know how I'm doing it. I know why I'm doing it. I, I know why I'm here. I know when to engage, when not to engage passionately. So part of, part of what happened was I had incorporated, let's just say, I understood that belief preceded experience. That was a very profound thing that I had learned that I had been incorporating for at least a decade. Really going like, wow, my beliefs are what I'm seeing. The way your beliefs create reality. Most people say, no, the reason that I, I come up to this conclusion, and this has happened to me 10 times now, so that's why I don't trust anybody. That's why I do what I do. No, the belief actually has been generating that 10 times. You're supposed to take that and recognize I'm stuck in the past on this pattern and this pattern is continuing until I can pull the function. Form follows function. Physical reality follows a function and the function is a belief. Form follows function. Form follows a belief. So once you, once you really get into that and start you become a person who is 100% self-authored. Like when I used to work with couples, I would tell people, it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. You have to be 100% responsible for the relationship, not, well, I did this and they didn't do that and I'm doing this and I'm growing and you're not growing. And No, no, you need to be 100% at choice with your relationship. And the person, the other person, it's not your business what they're, how they're doing or what they're not doing. Your job is to love them. Yeah. Or, or just don't get in a relationship. Well, I mean, I mean you can love a dog, you can get some pets, you can love the yeah, you volunteer. You can learn a lot from that. Love those. But see, when you become a conscious reality creator, intimacy is a key part of creating reality because intimacy is where all the deep feelings come from and reality is an expression of your emotional state. Oh, that's so icky. Yeah, well, for Ooh. the adolescent, it certainly is. <laughs> Yeah. Because the adolescent gets scared. This is going to be painful. I'm going to be feeling all kinds of stuff that I've taken a lot of time covering up. Thank you very much. And I don't care to bring it up again. But that reality, it's like throwing away. Anytime you separate from physical reality or separate from an emotional experience, you have no power to alter it anymore because I have separated myself in a negative judgment. And now I have no responsibility left in it. 
So I can't alter that reality now that I've negative judged it. So if intimacy, out of all that's around us, is a reflection of our unconscious mind. Every single thing that you observe in reality that is not conscious is a reflection of your unconscious mind. Now, if all of this is part of my unconscious mind, how am I going to discern what's something I want to care about, think about, get involved with versus all the things that I could react to in this experience? It's going to be intimacy. Intimacy is going to be able to teach you. Whether you're intimate with a dog, with a business, with a person, you must be intimate in order to get a positive feedback mechanism operating in physical reality. So the adolescent is not being intimate because they got hurt so bad once, they don't ever want to love like that again. I don't ever want to feel out of control like that again. So for most people, they're a wounded adolescent trying to find a relationship. So they end up creating, controlling it in a way that I'm not going to get hurt. I need this, I need an open relationship, and I need you to do this, and I need that. And instead of being a loving person, you're trying to get love, which is the child ego. The ego in the child is, am I getting enough? No, you never get enough as a child. Is the adolescent, am I good enough? No, you're never good enough as an adolescent. Only adult has the opportunity to be good enough and have enough. You see, you have to move into that, but Anyway, that accident basically put me outside of space and time. You see, whenever you hear a near-death experience, the person's always framing in the physical. I was walking around the hospital, nobody could see me, and I was out of pain, and it was amazing, and I could go anywhere in the world I wanted to go. It's because you have two systems. You have outside of space and time, and you have space and time. And a near-death is you're in the liminal in between the two. So you're taking on some characteristics of not being physical that I could do and think and do anything I want, but I'm framing everything in the physical. That's because you're in between. When you actually die, you leave that whole experience and you're back on the other side, whatever you want to call it. The minute that you leave physical experience, you, there's no universe left. And matter of fact, this is what tripped me out the most was, I have to explain it with words, it's, it's, but just this is all metaphorical. But the actual universe was literally the size of maybe a grapefruit. And when I looked at it, I could see there were millions of universes in that space that's called physicality. So that's how big you really are, is all the universes there could be, all the possibility is still a defined space within physicality outside of space and time. So it's almost like you have a little ball rolling around your living room and there's your physical experience, whatever you want to do. But what happened was, because I had such a profound experience of understanding how the mechanism was working, I mean, I really understood it, but I didn't know I understood it so well. And when I died and left, I could see what happened was, until you become conscious in a physical experience, you don't have an anchor in the physical to come back to the same lifetime twice. In a way, you'd appear that if you walk, say you're about to go, you're in the causal plane, you're pre-physical you're pre and you're about to get physical. At that moment, you're making the choices that you want to experience here. You have to set a framework because possibility, if you jumped in here into possibility, you would split up in a million pieces so fast you wouldn't be able to frame anything. So you create your universe before you get here. You choose your astrological sign, your enneagram, you choose, some, you choose a lot of things in order to contextualize possibility. So when you enter that, when you, before you enter it, you just see an ocean of possibility. And every ripple is a different lifetime. Every ripple is not linear. It's anywhere you want to go at any particular time. Lifetimes are not linear. 
That's what we do with them out here. So when you see that from the outside and you've had a profound awakened experience, when you dip back into what physical experience is, you'll see a tsunami on the ocean and you're like, oh, that's the wave I woke up. And now you can re-anchor back and that's how I got back. I knew that lifetime, I could recognize it where it stood up, like I woke up, I didn't have to be physical anymore. I understood what physicality was, mm. I understood how to manipulate it, positive in, the, in positive sense manipulation, and I was doing it. And so when I got out, I was like, well look, time and space is thing, I see where I could go back. What, what's, and see when you're outside of space and time, Anything that you can frame a question, the answer is in your mind. It's like you are Google when you're not here. So I thought I was gone for five years. Like it felt like five years because you don't have time. But it felt like five years. At first I was freaking out. I was like, fuck, five years, five years. Oh, it's going to be weird. Like I was thinking all this stuff and I was like, what am I talking about? There's these conversations going on in my head that I didn't even understand what was happening because I was panicking. Because even when I came back into physical, I came back through, knew what I was doing, knew how to heal myself. Like I learned, I was like, okay, if I'm gonna go back, I need to know how to get back in my body. Clearly, how do I get back in my body? How do I do that? And so I was asking all these questions and I was gone for a long time. When you come back into physical reality, it's, it's very disconcerting because all of a sudden you have all that there is to know inside of you and you're going down to a, pea on the, a grain of sand on the beach. You can't hold who you are and mm. so while you're coming back I'm panicking because I can just feel all the information leaving me. But at the same time I was like, could hear a voice, no you know, don't worry, don't worry, you, you know what to do. And so I came back and I could see my body was on the ground and I was listening to everybody and I was doing, I was like, this is the near death thing. I'm fine, I can do anything I want, this is cool. But I wasn't hurting, everything was great, right? And I was like, okay. My body was all tweaked up on the sidewalk and it was covered up and it was bloody and I was like, oh. I was like, nope, 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 I know what to do. I had already felt like I forgot a lot, but I still felt very powerful because I was in between. So then I knew what to do, I, so I got back in my body. For instance, just in case you're ever out of your body and you know that you're in the liminal, the way that you get back in your body is you have to make a choice, a very intentional choice, and when you make that choice, you must take a deep breath because that's the responsibility playing out in the physical and you outside of physical, it puts you right back like immediately. So if you're like in a coma or something and you're stuck, you, you, you can get back in. You just have to know that it's an, a very willful choice has to be made. As soon as I did that, I was back in my body and then I was like, like massive from zero to 100 points of pain. And I was just like, <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, he's alive. And they come running back over and my shirt was open and, my, and the EMT was a woman and she reached over and her hair went across my chest, and it felt like 100 razor blades just sliced my chest. I just screamed, I was like, ah! And I looked and I was like, fuck, something's wrong, that's her hair. And then she put the blood pressure thing and it started pumping, I felt like I started crying, it was breaking my arm. And I was like, get it off, get it off, get it off. Get away from me, get the fuck away from me, don't touch me, don't, just leave me alone. And like, sir, I said, I know what just happened. I know what just happened to me, okay, but you gotta leave me alone. I'm gonna close my eyes for a few minutes, nothing's wrong, don't touch me, I need to think. And I went back and I was like, help them, 
now yelling my higher self, like, I need help, I'm freaking out right now. I'm in a meditation and I'm like, and then I got that voice like, you know what to do, just do what you know what to do. And I was like, just be in charge. And I opened my eyes and I said, you can come back, don't put an IV, don't put the blood pressure thing. I said, I don't know what's going on right now, but that shit hurts. Don't touch me, you can put me in the ambulance, take me to the hospital. I said, nothing is to be done to me until I know what the test is and what the outcome is. What the outcome that we want to be. Because you see, the future creates the present. This is another powerful thing that conscious reality creation, you must engage the future. That's why you have an imagination. Mm -hmm. So you can create something and step into it. You're bringing the more real into an illusion in reality creating. So I had to take charge. So when they brought me into the hospital, I said, who's in charge of ER? He said, I'm in charge. I said, Everything you do, you tell me. I said, I will create that the outcome is, I don't need to know what you're doing, I just need to know what do you need to tell me when you get back that's positive. Like, well, Floyd, you got brain damage, we think you got brain damage, you're having seizures and you got a bad head trauma, we're gonna put you in CT scans, so what does it gotta be? Just, that's all I need to know. And I, I don't even remember that, it was positive or negative when you come out of this thing, so I was okay. So I went in meditation, the whole time I'm in there, I do work I knew how to do, I come out and they're like, you're fine. But for sure you've got internal injuries, you know, you totaled the car and the second car is badly damaged and, you know, I was like, really, I totaled it. And I remember seeing the car, I mean, the whole thing was slow-mo. I was watching my whole body go through the car, just, the whole car was caving in like tinfoil around me. And I was like laughing, I was like, what? I got this. I was like just meeting the car like, like meeting it, like, okay, this is the hardest I've ever been hit. And I was, I was laughing when I died. Because when a car went around me, I was like, not so bad. And then it snapped me on the hood and I saw the hood just bend around me and I was like, no big deal, I'm good, I'm good. And then the windshield hit me and it broke so fast it didn't even hurt at all. And I was like, I got this, I got this. And then the roof caught my shoulder and it just, it flicked, it just flicked me so hard that I just, I just remember laughing like, oh, that's the hardest, I, I didn't even finish the thought, but it was, that's the hardest I've ever been hit. You know, I moved to LA to be a stuntman, I knew how to crash, you know? And so it just, it just was a whole experience. And so when I put myself back in my body, it tempered all the constructs that I had already known. I'm like, wow, I just put myself back here. I don't know anybody that's done that. I, I did that. And of course, now later I realize, you see, your spirit is temporal and non-temporal. The masculine is born out of the feminine. Technically, a lot of people are going to give it. God is a, fem a feminine energy. It's not a masculine energy. That's the first thing I'll tell you. And it's not even a masculine energy or a feminine energy alone. It was the goddess who created God, and together they create all that is. That's really what's happening. And again, so many people in the wrong paradigm right there. They're in a chauvinistic hierarchy. There's a, there's a hierarchy going on here, and it all boils down to one. No, it really boils all down to zero zero being a representation of the feminine. But anyway, that's another story, right? So Rick Rick, your 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 sex at time. Your experience is so crazy. Oh my gosh. Coming you're back so and sharing it pack. is even more intense for a person like me because I'm like 
I won't even take the time to argue about it. Look, I don't care. Think what you want. It's your reality. Believe what you want. I got no time to argue. I'm only one people that are understanding. Go, there's something in that because I've seen enough people now that get triggered and go, oh my God, I just was listening to you and I, I know what, what you're saying and those are the people I want to work. I'm at the front of the bell curve. It's not going to be a bunch of people understand what I'm saying. And then they don't have to. It only takes one person to change the experience, not eight million. All right, let's let's I, I let's believe see. you. Let, let's right. see what let's see what <laughs> we can do here. All That's right, right, all right. Here's what we're That's gonna right. do. Yeah, let's see what we can do with the synthesis. So, all right. So, when you when you you're oh, by the way, getting, I wanted to say this in the yeah. ambulance. I told him if you guys listen to me, I will walk out of the hospital in the morning injury free. And they were like, okay, Superman. Because I called that out. I told my wife the second day I went out with her, I'm going to marry you. She's 22 young, years younger than me. I told her I was going to marry her, and I did. I told her we we're going to have a boy, and we did. I told her we we're going to get pregnant the first day we, we tried. We did. I know how to create reality in accordance to my will. You see, that's, that's the trick. Accord means of the heart. Your love and your will have to be in a balance in order to manifest. It's not your thought. Your thought, you can think all kinds of crazy shit all day and nothing's going to manifest unless you emotionally connect to it. Now, that's why so many people live their fears. Their greatest fears, they manage. I got cancer. My thing I was the most afraid of. Because you throw that emotion out there in the unconscious mind and it just keeps generating because you're not responding to it appropriately. So that unconscious experience creates and manifests because you're so afraid. You got so much emotion going into that, you end up creating your deepest fear. Reality creation is a process of thinking and feeling. All right, let's, let's, let's see what we can do here. So it seems as though we took this all the way back for, to when we come up in with the decisions into planet Earth, into the body that we choose. Right. And this is the idea that we're sitting here with so many different people that say this, this spiritual thought of that. We get to pick our lessons. We get to pick our parents. We get to pick um, all of these other um, aspects, our lessons, our mission, all this, our purpose, all this stuff. And then we have the free will, the decisions to, like we said, there's this possibility space and then we get to collapse the decisions that we want. And we, with thought and feeling is how we kind of identify what those uh, possibilities are. And then we collapse into the ones that we give thought and feeling to. More or less, there's a little bit of a thing that people don't understand. You see, the unconscious is massive. Your unconscious mind. It's not a consensus unconscious, it's your unconscious. And so what's happening is your subconscious creates the three-dimensional structure for you to exist in physical reality. Since your subconscious is the part of your mind that makes you adhere to your beliefs because it's keeping possibility at bay. So your subconscious creates the three-dimensional cube that your experience lives in. Because though your other lifetimes would just bleed through, and sometimes they do for some. Because they're right there, right on the other side of the wall. Sometimes you're trying to push for a greater win in your life, and you're like, it's right there, and I kind of got it, but I didn't get it. That's because that possibility is outside what's probable. Probability is inside the cube. Actuality is inside the cube. Possibility is outside the cube. If you don't learn it, understand the cube I put myself here, how can I repot myself if I don't understand what pot I'm in? As you get older, 
most of the time conscious reality creation doesn't really make sense till people hit around 35 because they haven't had enough of their patterns get hit enough times where I realize when you're younger you, you reframe and you go on to something else well I guess that wasn't the thing for me and you can do that many times until it doesn't work anymore and then you realize wow I've I've never been able to make more than $80,000 a year I don't know why I just never because you had a subconscious belief construct that says that's what you made your mind up about money. You see, if you don't know how to alter that, the subconscious listens to you exclusively. The conscious self, just like the American government, is like the president. You're not really the most powerful thing, but you're the focal point. Free will and conscious choice is that focal point. Subconscious is kind of like the House of Representatives. The Senate is kind of like the unconscious mind. The, the, the people who designed our system were brilliant. They, they, they mimicked nature and free will in a system. They knew what they were doing. So anyway, I, I probably went a little off like that. Yeah, no, you're there's, fascinating. There's so much still. Um, yeah, that's, yeah the, the way that you're um, um, making relations between even like a U.S. governmental structure and, and the, the nature of our uh, reality inside of the, um, the vehicles that we, that we take on is just crazy in the subconscious. And, um, and also with yeah, free will and how we can manifest um, uh, and collapse into the, 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 the futures that we want. There's so many things here. There's so many things. It's so crazy. There are so many things. All right. Um, and this is why it's so hard letting someone go off because then I have to try and go and crawl back and find them versus <laughs> interrupt them and try and no, identify just interrupt the moment. Like. All right, let's hit this one. So you're in this moment of, of, of just, I don't even know how to describe it, how you were feeling when you were in the accident and then um, post-accident or during accident, however it was that you entered into this this whatever was happening i don't even know what there's there's a re, there's the space time and then there's the in between and then there's what's not the exactly. physical reality and so and so when you when you realize that you were not even in the in between but way even beyond the, beyond that that you were the size of the physical universe that had all of the other millions of universes in it and it was like the size of a grapefruit and so rolling in the living room so we are that and then we are manifesting ourselves into the body right. in the 3d world for lessons just for, for fun experiences not for, for fun. even a lesson for fun if it's fun that's the really you're here to be fun and be successful creator this is why god's not coming back nobody's coming back because what's happening is let's just say i'm god and i make you in my likeness and my image and you have all like for all intents and purposes my DNA is in you and I know who I am I don't need to talk to you anymore I, I just co-created with you I enable you and I co-created for you to be an independent spark of me I'm not coming back because you're screwed up and don't know what you're doing you've got to figure out who you are and that's the process in physical reality there's so much more consciousness outside of the physical that'll never come here. It's a very small percentage of consciousness even attempts to be physical because it's super hard to do. You on the other side are the artists. Mm. The artists, the cutting edge like people who are trying to do something cray cray are the people that are in physical experience because they don't even know what a straight line is outside of space and time. There are none, mm. only in physical. And even there's nothing except what we make as men in a straight line. Nothing in nature is in a straight line. 
That is just a complete manifestation of who we are here. So the uh, okay, okay. There's a, there's still there's still so many things. Okay, let's hit this one. So you so this felt like five hours in the in the space, but it, five but years. Five years. Sorry, sorry. It was five years. Minutes. Five years, but it was eighteen minutes. Yeah. And then when you when you when you come back in, you 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 realize that somehow that you that you're collapsing your futures, like as though the spirit that you were had potentially left and made it died. It died, and that there was room for another spirit to come exactly. in. Okay, Ron has also had a similar experience as well. Maybe this would be an interesting time for you guys to to, to talk about that if you want, Ron. Well, Rick, I was going to uh, set myself on fire later this evening, but listening to you, I changed my mind. You, you know, you brought me back to my senses, but I didn't experience um, anything as traumatic as you. You know, it was uh, it was induced by drugs. It could have possibly been a drug overdose, but I, I didn't um, I didn't leave my body. Uh, it it was almost like just getting uh, zapped by a laser beam. I I would uh, explain to people it felt like somebody took out my old soul and replaced it with a new soul, and I live off of this memory of Ron Vargas and. Um, I, I just I reacted differently to so many uh, so many things. I was more uh, more c compassionate and uh, kinder, and I and I and I and I and I tried to keep my mouth shut as much as possible. So what you are saying is is very refreshing. Number one, because I I might have I don't know. I mean, I lost tr track. This happened. Uh, uh, almost, uh, geez, 95, how long ago was that? What, yes. Uh, 24 right, years. Right, right. So, you know, since that time, it, it's, I'm still, um, uh, what's the word? Um, blessed with it. But I'm just, it's, I'm just blessed with a new me, a new understanding. And this was, in fact, uh, d death. I did die. I mean, whoever I was before this happened sure. is dead. But I live off of his brain, and um, but it was just maybe a, a step, you know, an advancement. I don't think I went behind in any way, but I was just, I got a little bit of a boost, and I'm doing the best I can with it. Mm -hmm. I know that we're not alone. I know, you know, there's something bigger than this 3D reality, and I just can't come right out and say these things as eloquent as you can. So listening to you is refreshing. It's like, you know, I needed this. This is also my um, imagination too. I need, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. more people exactly. uh, that understand what I went through to, to help me out. And so here you are. Good to see you. And, uh, but, you know, I, I, but on the same note, I'm at a point where, geez, I want to die again. Uh, I want to die yeah, again. It, you know? That's yeah. That's that's a difficult spot. I know. But I'm happy. It's not I, that I'm not unhappy. It's just I'm not afraid of death. Yeah. And I want to experience that death again. And I want to be young again. You know, I want to have that that whole rebirth in the, in the new physical. I want to be an infant again. So, and I, I understand these are possibilities. Sure. You know, I'm done with Ron Vargas. <laughs> I want the world to, to be done with Ron Vargas too, without a doubt. Well, the best way I can explain it is your soul is eternal. You always have the same soul in all your lifetimes. But your spirit 
because the spirit is the masculine, it is birthed out of the feminine, you're always connected to your soul, to goddess. But the masculine is a connection that is temporal and non-temporal. So when you come into a new experience, it's in essence the masculine gets birthed again. So your spirit is different and that's how you have a different name in every lifetime because that's how you find, like, that's how you can find yourself again in essence like, oh, Alan this, that's, that has a specific resonance and you can find that name. But if that name has a, an enlightened experience in a way that you can resource that again, you don't have to be born. You could come back as Alan at 20 with a 90-year-old wisdom. You see, now you can do what you want. You don't have to be born and forget and go through all that painful stuff. You can come here for a day, go to Disneyland, knock and wait in line, have a good time, and get out of here. <laughs> That's what's possible once you can come and go. And so and that's what I'm already myself planning. Okay, what am I going to do next time? Now mm -hmm. that I, I'm likely not going to come back to this experience. I've already done that twice, you know. Maybe I will, but I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to know until I see a big picture. Rick, can we be animals? Or no. is it just a human? Is you're it always a human experience? You're, you're past that already. It works like this. It's like subatomic evolves into atomic, evolves into molecular, evolves into a mineral, evolves into a plant, evolves into an animal, evolves into a human animal, and then a human being is the more advanced stage of a human animal. Oh, you can't tell me dolphins are saying, oh, I wish I could surf with them yeah, rather right. than surf along. You know, I don't know. Yeah, well, they can't get out of the water. That's depressing. They're, they, I mean, they're a beautiful consciousness. There's nothing to say. And they're very advanced consciousness, but they're not the pinnacle of nature. We are. We are. And the thing about it is, since we are, the primary thing we, if we knew that and we knew how to operate, we would be supporting nature in every possible way because the more we support nature, the more nature is going to support us. Right now we're in a competition and a user with a belief construct that everything's a resource that runs out. That's not true. The universe is always making more of itself constantly. But there's no money in this nature that can well, support us. Well, you don't need us. it either. Well, that's the why the, 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 they're holding back on that with, with, uh, with losing fossil fuels and going to... Uh, well, that's the energy. adolescent trying to stay in control of the paradigm that they want. Well, when the fuck Which, are they going to grow up? Well, as soon as everybody else does. Ah, it's it's gotta... your experience, right? You cannot create a grown-up experience if I cannot become one. You're going to create other adolescents that you identify with and get into and separate from the other people that you don't like. As long as that separation keeps breaking up, I mean, and people know, divided you fall. But the thing is, they don't know how to do it because the adolescent doesn't know how to do it. And, then I, and, and the adult that knows how to do it, I don't even know how to get there. That's the primary thing I teach people when I work with them is how to be an adult. And not the adult that the adolescent is trying to avoid because your parents didn't teach you what an adult was either. They were adolescents raising children. Mm. So you see, it hasn't really become like, you know, in indigenous cultures used to, at a certain age, you would become, you would go on a vision quest and they would leave you out in the, you know, the jungle somewhere and you'd have to find your way back. And when you found your way back, they knew you were a different person going through that and you were treated as a different person. There was a demarcation of, where you were. We don't do that anymore. But we're more advanced now. Mm. Now that has to be a conscious. If you haven't had a transformational, let's say, 
Adolescence is a transformation. You go from a child to an adolescent, and it's a chemical, it's a gift. Adulthood needs to be that same level plus, but it has to be chosen. You don't get a gift again. The reason you get wounded in adolescence is to, for you to get a taste of what it is to be a powerful being, and then your soul cuts you off. You get cut so deeply that when I heal that cut, I know I can heal anything else, and now I know how to move forward with myself. Mm. But as soon as I don't cut that, I never go to that level. It puts the top on the flea circus. Mm. You never go there again. It's too scary, too painful, and I've covered it up. And so they never fall in love again in the way that they once were, right? So you, you miss all that power. That power needs to be reconfigured in the form of an adult. To be an adult is to be able to take the naivete and the curiosity and the, the level of forgiveness that a child has and incorporate that in the adult that I am, to take the passion and the willfulness of the adolescent, incorporate in that in an adult I am without the stubbornness and without the black and white dichotomies. It's like you must move yourself consciously into a new position. But how do I do that when I don't know? You have to create a space, then you create a line, and then you step over the space and you have an emotional experience that lets you know that I'm over there or I'm over here. And then you start living an emotional experience, self-generated, self-authored by you, the current person. You can't, you will never be enlightened following anybody's religious construct. You'll never be enlightened following what your parents or your religion. You cannot do it that way. It must be a self-authored experience. This is why, like, even Buddha's like, Buddha was enlightened, but why, where's all the other enlightened followers then? If that worked, shouldn't there be thousands of them? <laughs> There's not, because it doesn't work. It may, if even they existed, work for that person, but you cannot you can only give a person the tools. You cannot give them the whole structure to be self-authored. And so that's what I guide a person into a new paradigm. And once you're operating there, it feels so good and you understand where the character and integrity that I've been so wanting, how to have that. And then you realize, oh, I, need to, I know how I need to see this. I know how to take responsibility for this interaction in a way that's not a compromise or it's not a way that I've already heard somebody else do. It's real time. It's in real time being an adult. If you've got to go out and think about what you're going to say before you say, that's the adolescent trying to look like I'm an adult. I better think about how I'm going to say it. That's why if something with an adolescent goes south and they, they lose their shit, because they don't, they're not living from a set of values in real time. They're living from the past. Like, what do I do when this happens? How should I act when that happens? What should I say if a person says that? You see, they're not in their life. And that's why the paradigm is breaking. That cannot continue anymore. So only self-authored is the only thing you can do. Okay, so we, we trickle our way up over time from the, this subatomic to atomic to molecular to uh, mineral. mineral to plant to animal to human animal and then to human being that's completely self-authored. Yes. And then now 
you're helping identify the tools in this potentially sec right. the second spirit that's coming to this body is helping identify the tools for uh, for the people that you work with that can better understand how to um, do the self-authoring practice um, but that self-authoring is also intricately woven with the collective authoring well the collective you you need to make sure you respond to the collective appropriately and recognize that's my unconscious mind. It's still me. If everybody's over there arguing about some then that's, I cannot experience that unless I hold that resonance. You have to have a resonance in order to experience a resonance because like right now, we're sharing a space. This relationship can't happen anywhere else except right here. The same thing as anything out in the world. If you're dissing Trump and like, oh Trump, look, I didn't vote for Trump just to say, but he's our president. Now, good, bad, or ugly, that's the icon for who we are. You must come to grips with what you don't like. That's part of your shadow. What I do like, what is he do? You have to take that apart and not separate from the idea. If you separate from that, you're just going to be mad all day looking at something that you think is outside of yourself when it's a part of your mind that you've stuffed away somewhere and it's showing up in Trump. If I keep separating from that, I can never have any impact on that. You see, it's like conscious reality is being conscious of how I'm feeling in the moment. Where are those feelings coming from? My child, my adolescent, my negative ego is generating that. You see, you can't really get rid of your negative ego in conscious reality. It's an aspect of yourself. The idea is to function synergistically. You have a self eye, an inner eye, and an ego eye. And between those two things, it gives me perspective. If I were to kill my ego, I'd be dead. It'd be like, let's just poke one eye out because I don't look like what it's looking at. See, the, the problem everybody has with their ego is they're allowing their ego to contextualize experience when that's your choice. It contextualizes you agree because you have a belief that it's using against you. You don't recognize that it's just using my own belief to manipulate me right now. But it's my belief that I forgot that I made that decision and it's using it and I'm going, yeah, fuck those guys. Right. That's your negative ego. It's contextualizing. Instead of just giving you the information, the ego is supposed to give you the information of physical reality. That's it. Not supposed to contextualize, just content. If it's contextualizing, you're not in charge of it. You can't be in charge of it. And you're going to be scared of it. You're going to be worried about what it's thinking. Like when you're trying to be too big, you don't get too big for your britches. That's your negative ego using a belief against you to keep you small. And you do it because you believe it. Like I tell people, if you feel like a loser, you're a freaking loser. Admit it, you're a loser. It's like, oh, yes, you're a loser. If you hear it in your mind, you're a loser. You're a loser because you believe it. And there's no amount of rejecting that idea and reframing that idea that's going to turn you into a winner. You've got to change that belief so that belief is not the program anymore. I'm a winner and you just feel like a winner and you act as a winner. And if you're not, you find out why. You see, it must be self-authored. And so some people are like, oh my God, it's so much work. What you're doing is so much work out there, so much painful work. Because you don't need to grow through pain and struggle. You can grow through joy and happiness and success. It's just that we haven't learned to do that because the adolescent is so enamored with pain. 
I know I'm saying the 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 thought and the emotion both um, and repatterning our beliefs they manifest the the future authoring that we want to set forth and so then that's one of the tools another one of them that you said um, was this uh, understanding of all of the the traumas the dramas um, all the things that um, are are these are these are sometimes the greatest challenges that are put forth for us to get through the adversity so that we can find the greatest treasures. That's the old paradigm. Okay. You don't get through the adversity. What, what do you, 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 you recognize, yes, here's what conscious that reality. challenge is here. The challenge, I'm going to struggle and fight against it and break through it until I'm through it, right? Well, okay. if it's a subconscious pattern in my subconscious, the, the reason it has integrity is to just keep giving me my program again and again and again. It isn't until you understand it's yours, understand how much pain have I gone through and understand why I place, because when you're an adolescent and you decide, I'm never gonna love again, that hurt too much. That's genius move right there. You shut yourself down and you survive. As an adult, I can't be in love. I can't experience the depth of what's possible for me. As an, as an adult, it's a terrible idea. But you see, like shame, Shame is a great idea for a child to come up with. I'm not good enough. That's why I don't have what I want. My parents aren't giving me what I want because I'm not good enough. Oh, that's, I just have to learn to be better. And then you be better. And you survive because it's a terrible idea to live with. But it puts a pot. It enables me to survive. It, made, it enables me to grow. But it only grows so far until now that structure inhibits me. But if I don't remember, oh, I'm the one that decided that I wasn't good enough. I forgot it was me. What is our relationship to the adversities then? Those are your patterns that you've outgrown. Like what I tell people in conscious reality creating, if you have adversity or you have struggle or you have pain, what you need to do is take that apart now. You need to understand what is this pain telling me? I walk people through that. It's harder to do it right here because it's not a real pain so I can't really direct through this. But if you said to me, I have this problem and it's constantly coming up, I could walk you through it because it's some, yours what if it's someone real. says they have no problem then what do you say if they have no problem i would say so how do you what are you doing with trump let's just say for instance you, do you have a problem with trump and they say no i don't have a problem with trump. so i would just walk them through because here's what, a what conscious if they reality, authentically don't have a problem that they are alive if they're enlightened i would believe them if they weren't enlightened i would know they're full of shit okay because you're reframing. If you don't know how to change reality in accordance to your will, the only thing you can do is reframe. And you can cut enough stuff off and be this monotone person like, enlightenment looks like this. I don't get mad. I'm, I'm, everything's mm. perfect just mm. the way it is. Mm-hmm. And the world's falling around, apart around you and that's coming out of the garbage that you've thrown in your unconscious mind your whole life. Mm. So how could it be perfect if the world is breaking down around me and I'm not responding to that like not my problem, not my president, not my, I'm fine. That's denial. Mm. Okay. Uh, Rick, how do people achieve this uh, state of awareness without experiencing an NDE? Well, again, you see, there's people that always hear me what I'm saying and there's people that always don't. And so I only am interested in the people that hear me. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't want to convince a person who's been 
a Catholic for 40 years going to church that this is the way that life there it's just too much struggle too much work it's like it's the bell curve that you yeah, said if you're an like, early mover on the bell curve that you want to deal with other people that kind of get it that you can assist them with the pull-ups it's so just easier it. it's more elegant why do I want to spend time arguing I don't care and then, it, the, then the, the but, Overton window shifts over time and then more and more people latch on okay but but you want to at least understand that belief precedes experience. The future creates the present. This is why Eckhart Tolle people drive me crazy. The, well, that's a, see, this is a tactic the adolescent will use. I'm too much anxiety about the future. It'd be better if I didn't even think about it. So I put the future down because I don't know how to utilize it properly. Mm. So I put it down and just try to be in the now and quit worrying about it. Well, the truth is a, a human being, all, all, all motivation comes out of the future. You do not have it. Now is important because that's where choice generates. But all motivation now is based on the future. Like, if you get hungry. I have a question. Go ahead, Ron. Is, we, we're talking a lot about the, the future and our imagination yeah. and molding our future. Am, am I silly to also believe that by uh, not dwelling in the past, but thinking about my past? that I'm altering my past? Do you understand that question? Yes, it's not thinking about your past that alters it, but let's say if you knew that time is an illusion, like, right, you kind of, everybody knows it. But the thing is your child and your adolescent are living, breathing parts of yourself. It's not an exercise to go into a meditation, go into the past and heal something. It's real. And because that past changes, it changes who you are and mm. it changes the future. Mm, mm -hmm. Because you're working in three dimensions. You're, you're in the now, working with the pre The future motivates me and the past is how I frame things. You don't even have a past unless I ask you a question and then you have to recreate, recreate it the it. minute I ask you. And then, so then the, one of the things that you do then is that you go with the person to that moment in the past yeah. with a question and then the way that instead of that, the, how, does, how can the past serve the future? And that's kind of, how does, how does one... The future is the source of all healing, isn't it? If you have cancer, the only reason you keep going is because you have a hope that you're going to be healed. The people that die are the ones that lose hope. They don't, they lose a future. Old people die most of the time because they stop creating a future. I'm 80, what kind of, I could die tomorrow. What, I, I'm not planning anything anymore. I'm just living day to day. You run out of space when you don't keep creating a future. People that keep a garden, they live a long time just because the garden is always growing and they're involved. It's a future. They, you must have a future all the time. And if you think you don't, like if people say, I don't want, expectation for instance, is a reality creation tool. People say, I don't want to have any expectation. You That's still a have an expectation that you must have a future all the time. Yes. That, that is part of this future authoring. And it's so even just back, let's say almost 10 years ago, when most people are in the state for me about a graduating of the high school era and that they're trying to figure out what they want to do. And that even when you're younger, you're filling out in the journals. Oh, I want a future author myself yeah. to be this or in high school, I future myself to be that. Or when you get to your first job, oh, I want to transform to that. But this is not a once every at the beginning of the year, at the end of December, at the beginning of January. This is a moment yeah. to moment. This is when you wake up in the morning, you go to bed at night that you're really connecting to what you could become and knowing the steps that you need to take to manifest that to come true. All you have to do is take any step. See what most people do is they fantasize. They don't take any action toward the dream. 
The minute you, here's the thing, you live in this cube I told you, right? Well, your dreams are in the corners. The minute you go after a dream, you're going to hit your, your boundary immediately. That's why I work with people with dreams. I say, we don't have, we'll work on the stuff you're in pain about. We'll move through that. But what I most want to work with, what's the dream you have for yourself? Because the minute you go into the corner of the cube you're living, you're going to hit your resistances immediately. But you're going to be moving because I'm going to help you get through them. And you're going to end up moving toward a dream. And you see, once you're moving toward a dream and you realize a dream is just a bridge to a destination, I don't have to manifest a dream, but it moves me in a certain kind of way. You see, the future is the source of all healing. You're the future of your child right now. You're the one that can go back there and help them. You're the only one that can go back there and help them. And they're in real time in pain somewhere. And that's why when you have a problem and you project, like somebody says something, and you're like, let's say you were a fat kid once, and someone says, hey, fatty, and you go, oh, that's not nice, because you're projecting, because the child in you still remembers the pain of being fat. You never went back there and released that child, so it's that emotion from the past is coming forward and affecting me now. If you unplug that, there isn't anything to affect you anymore. You see, there's an elegance to that. Instead of reframing and having to deal with that again and again, every time I hear something about fat people, I get all weirded out. It's because I haven't dealt with that. That's why when you feel that, you go there and you take it out. You don't just reframe it and reframe it and reframe it. You see, so it has to be something specific in order for me to talk somebody through it. Okay, let's maybe, Ron, do you want to go through one of your... <laughs> hey, Ron. Of your, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, let's get Ron. Where, 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 where are you? What, what's, the, uh, what's this lesson? Well, let's say, why don't you give me something, and then I'll walk you through what conscious reality... If you... What? Like, how? here's a problem or a dream. Anything that you're dealing with right now, if you'd want to talk about it, I will walk you through it. You may not understand, but I can walk you through the system in a way. Anything that I'm dealing with. Yeah, like you said you were going to burn yourself tonight. <clears throat> now you change well, your mind. That's part of my... Uh, I joke about that. You know, I, 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 I don't fear the death, so I just uh, I throw it out there. Like there was a shooting earlier, and I texted my brother, ah, oh, I missed a shooting. I'm sorry I wasn't in the line of fire. You know, like I just can't wait to, you know, to, just to be done with this three-ring circus. Because, I, you know, I want to help, but I'm, and I can only help immediately. I'm limited uh, with my resources to help. Here I, I, believe, I, I, so. I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a bunch right there. That's what I'm saying. Can you start on, yes, please start on Okay, go ahead. Yeah. But did you see how many things that you have programmed yourself? You basically said it's a big problem and I don't know how much good I could really do in this problem, but I'd like to do some good because you were, you were, you were contextualizing everything that you have to live in that space that you're defining for us right now. That is the space that you're living in because you're giving it to us. But the only thing that's there are the beliefs. Right now, if I could go into a computer and change those beliefs, I wouldn't be experiencing my experience at all that way. But you have to go in and take responsibility for them, alter them. And that's why I say, yeah, you can, I can create any reality I want. I can have, I, I've done many things that people would be like, oh, you did that. Yeah, because when you start becoming self-authored and you work on something consciously and it changes, like stopping the oil leak at the bottom of the ocean, like, and it stops when you did your work, you have to own that. In reality, I did it. Yeah, maybe a welder went down there and, and I create the reality. But I'm the one that went in meditation and came out and now it's fixed. 
You see, you have to start owning that because you are the one. And the more that you do that, the more your unconscious and subconscious go, wow, he's waking up. This is waking up. It's not telling everybody else to do things differently and accept them. And No, you don't have to accept anybody. You don't have to like anybody and you can still wake up. It's just that when you wake up, you'll stop doing that eventually because you'll recognize the limitation that I experienced out of thinking that way. But it'll come in your waking up. You, you can hate everybody the first day you wake up and say, I'm not talking to anybody and wake up. It'll, eventually, you'll get to that belief like, well, you know, I want to engage people because I want to love them. And so I need to drop that stuff that I hate everybody now. And you'll do it in your own time. You don't have to do it all right now or do the most important thing first. All you got to do is see a future. So keep going, though, because I just wanted you to pay attention well, to these as statements. You, as you, I am paying attention. But then I also um, to, to talk about my, 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 my boredom in, in, in my understanding. So that, that's, that's another thing. I don't... How do, you, how do you stay excited about this, this understanding? Right. Yeah. Because right now, it's like, for instance, if you've come to the place where boredom is the most emotion that I'm able to feel on the daily, and that's my norm, my chronic level is boredom. That keeps you very safe. Don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a symphony. All the emotions. It's just a the whole symphony. journey. It's been a wonderful roller coaster. <laughs> the ups, the downs, the turnarounds, the twists, the bends. You know, but I, you're, I you're do enjoy that symphony, though, right? I'm, well, I, I want to maybe just get on another ride. Right. You know, you want to play all. another song. Yeah, exactly. But see, you got to learn to play the instrument to play the song. See, right now you have a song that's repeating, and you're tired of that song, right? And the the emotions of being tired of it are supposed to give you the indicator I have a limitation on myself. If I'm tired of something, I am limited. It's not like when you have a kid and the kid is going, I want more, I want more. And you're like, I got to give you more. I got, and all of a sudden you're like, that's the best I could do, kid. You're going to have to cry now. You know what I mean? It's like you can only go until you can go, honestly. If you force yourself to go beyond what's Say honest, that again about you end the kid. up being in self-pity or you're being a martyr. Now you're a martyr and you're angry at your kid and you're jerking them around because they won't shut up because you're getting mad because you're of lack of patience. You're the one that has a lack of patience. The kid's just doing their thing. I need patience. Well, I mean, that's I need just patience. that particular I'm caught in this 3D but reality. Patience. Now, let's see. I this know it's coming, but, you know, it's been... To the adolescence, patience is waiting. To the adult, patience is fully focused on the moment waiting for it to happen the way I want it. You see, a cat is patient. You ever see a cat hunt a bird? They go out there and they boom. That's patience. Most people are like, I've been waiting all day. That's not patience. That's the kid not, not focused on what I want reality to give me, right? And so if patience definition is waiting, not patience, that's not patience. It's waiting, but I use patience in it. Then I never go to patience. I never understand what patience is. I never understand how to utilize what patience is. Patience is a very willful act. It is not a passive waiting. It's like, I'm going to be patient. Okay, so I want what I want. Like my wife, I told her, second day we're together, I said, you know what, I'm going to tell you this because I'm giving you a gift right now, it's like I'd like to give you, I'm going to tell you that I'm 100% on with you, you don't have to be, don't worry about anything I'm saying, I'm just letting you know I'm 100% on, I called the five girls I'm dating right now because I'm dating five, I told them I can't date them anymore because I'm into you, you do what you want. You see if this feels right. If it doesn't feel right, tell me and I'll drop it. 
Because in reality creating, you have to go through your subconscious into the unconscious, back through again. So this, your measuring device is that subconscious. It's going to feed you your belief. If they say, no, you know what, you're not really my type. Then you go, well, let me ask some questions. Would you mind? Go, what does that mean? That I'm not your type. Not so I can convince her of something else and control. Because I want to know what my beliefs are. Yeah. Now that I, it was important to me and I put myself out there and I went for it because I'm at the edge of my cube, mm -hmm. I'm going to get the feedback immediately yeah. on what my beliefs are. So you don't get mad and go, oh, I can't believe you say, what a bitch. You know, or whatever. You mm -hmm. just go, okay, thank you for being honest. Now, mm -hmm. can you tell me something more like, what are you feeling about what I said, you know? Because I'd, I'd like to learn from this because yeah. I was really feeling something and I wanted to act on it. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what conscious reality looks like. You need to understand yourself better through the impact of another. You're having impact on everybody else, but everybody has their own universe. And since if you have a really strong belief, it'll show up like lots of people believe this. Everybody believes this. That's just an unconscious belief construct because my unconscious is more vast than my subconscious. And so if everybody agrees, that's just a really solid belief. All right, let's try and hit this from another side of this. Let's try and hit it from the from the future authoring side where what is being... We didn't really get too far. Uh, I know. That's I, okay. I'll I just be wanted right. you to hear already... You can hear him talk about the beliefs that just came, boom, 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 that set the stage for him to say, this is what it is for me. Yeah, there's, there's probably no time that is better for what I feel um, with Ron than when Ron is just in his flow. He is just doing what he loves. And you can see him. He is... A child loving what yeah. he's doing, and then you can see him in the way that he was just speaking. I can't, yeah. it's too hard. There's so much. Yeah, the that's the same child. It's just yeah. the other side, the negative aspect of what it is to be a child. Disempowered, I can't change anything. I have to get permission for anything at all. That is the mentality of the child coming through the adult. Because right now, if you're not an awakened adult, you can only operate from child and adolescent. I can only operate from those two places until I have a new place to operate from. What, what am I going to do about a, a dark adversary? Did, you know that I'm aware of. How do I? How do I lose that? How do I beat that? How do I not pay attention to that? How do I? You know, it, it's 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 real to me. It's a real. Sure, it real it's a real you. being among us. That just that wants me to shut my eyes. That's the backside. You have to be able to. Now, again, if you don't want to say that, no problem. But how are you going to get out of that if you don't? If you don't find a way out of that and being, everybody knows, reality is an illusion. Everybody knows it's being observed by me. I mean, there's plenty of science that's already told you enough to understand that I have to somehow take responsibility for myself. It's like when I work with people, I've got people off of, I can get people that have been on depressive drugs done in 60 days, no more, and never go back. Because when you find out why are they going after the drug and you unplug that, they don't need it anymore and it just ceases to exist. It's like, I've worked with alcoholics. I said, okay, start drinking. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I got to know why you're drinking. And as long as you're in this framework and resisting and thinking it's bad and I'm never going to do it and I've got 186 days, I haven't done it. And 
you're not going to find out why you're doing it. So just lighten up and have a drink and let's see what happens. And then they can get through it. It's like, but if you can't respond to it in a powerful way, you're never going to change that. So first off, you'd have to say, do you really want to change that adversary? Do you want that to go away? Because you may not care. But if you say, I really want that to go away, then the first thing we'd have to say is, what are your beliefs around this adversary? Because we've got to get in there and unplug everything that's making it exist. I don't want to be naive. I don't, I want it to, so I don't want naive? it to go away. You don't want it to go away. So you, you would Because I think in, in allowing it to go away, I deny uh, that, that negative darker side within me that, that uh, it's like a monkey on your back. Uh, something that that uh, well, you know n needs to be beat. Aren't you denying it now? Am I denying it? Yeah, like there's this adversary out there that I know is there, and I don't want anything. To, I'm trying to avoid it at any cost. Isn't that denial? That's it's sound. That's acknowledgement to me. But then, what are you doing with it, right? Okay, it's, uh, it's there now. What do you do with it? It loves me. <laughs> then it's not an adversary. <laughs> well. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm an See, anomaly. You've got, take, you've got to take it apart. If it's like mechanics, if the car, if you don't know anything about the car, and you pull in my shop, and I hear a click, I'm like, that's the valve in the eighth cylinder position. I can hear it, and they're like, what? I know just what needs to be done. I can hear what you're saying, and I know what needs to be done, but it's like it may not. Uh, you may not understand any of it, so you may either follow what I'm saying or not. Do you see what I'm? It's like if it doesn't make sense or it scares you and you don't want to go into it, then that's fine, but you, that's why it has to be a real problem that you want to end. I'm fine. Let's wrap up this show, go have a drink and get high. <laughs> <laughs> See, th these are the things that um, I've had a decent amount now of mentors that I think are onto something when they um, help me um, dive deepest into what you're describing. And I think that, that those moments have been some of the most profound um, of my life is really digging deep into who, who I am, why I behave in certain ways, why, why those patterns are there, this type of thing. Whenever um, it's really hard to get to with Ron. It's really hard, but that's a limiting belief. It's easier. It's easy to get to with Ron. It's just that I don't know. Um, well, the what thing the is, best that's not. Is. The, that's a reframe. That it is a reframe. The first it's, one was your belief. Yeah. If I can go, like, literally go into the computer and take that out and put in something good, I can't just reframe it on the outside because really my emotional center is connected to. It's really hard to do with. So I and want so. to figure out how, and I will figure out how. Yeah. Is that a better? That's yeah. better. I will figure I out. I want I want Ron to have a better life, and I the thing is, I have to life. see yeah. him in a better way. I have to see him in a better way. Yeah. yeah. And that starts you into conscious reality creation because if you really want to see him in a better way and that's meaningful to you, now what does that mean? Better in what way? Now let yeah. me. You'll, you'll pursue it and you'll start real, recognizing all the limited beliefs you have. Once you get there and you understand, wow, I got a lot of limited beliefs. It's like I have to forgive myself that I've been holding Ron in this. I mean, I'm just saying it this way. I've been holding him in this regard for so sure. long. And, yeah. and I have to forgive myself for that because I didn't realize I was doing it. You see, it's like it's a process. It's, healing is a process, right? So I know the mechanics. I can hear what's going on and go right in there. But a lot of people, people do it. What's that tool do? I'm like, don't worry about that tool. I'll give yeah. it to you when you need it. But it's like, at first, they just need to be able. That's why people under 30, 
it's hard for them to get this. They haven't even had a full cycle, cycle. to themselves yet to really yeah. see what my patterns are. Those patterns, those, see, diving into the patterns is so crucial. I was trying to mention this earlier, and maybe um, we can do this again um, um, with another conversation, um, but with Ron and you and stuff, but, um, and myself, but on, on, a, on a really, for something that the audience may um, also be able to um, attribute to something that they do on a daily basis is this idea of future authoring. Well, can we set forth who we want to be in a future possibility space? And can we collapse our daily activities and our habits and reframe and make new patterns in our behavior to be able to achieve that of which we want to That's offer. exactly what I teach. All of that. That's exactly what I do. I, but you see, it's like, because everybody's an individual, it needs to be passed on verbally. I need to get intimate with the person that's working with me and they gotta trust me. And then, at first, everybody gives you the first things that they kinda wanna work on, but then after you get deeper, you realize there's a lot more painful stuff that they didn't quite trust me yet with. And then, Boom, it starts fucking bam, 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 because now they're like, this guy is trustworthy. And so now I can take you when you feel, it's not until you open up to me when it really happens. In the meantime, you're growing and changing and getting, but there'll be a point when all of a sudden it clicks and you recognize what's going on between you and I. And then you start growing. And the thing is, it's like, that's where enlightenment lies. You have to know who you are to be enlightened. Once you're enlightened, once you know you're a God being, creating everything 100%, it's just a belief. That belief eventually isn't gonna serve you either, but for right now, it's pretty big and would really solve a lot of things because any structure in a universe that's expanding is gonna eventually limit you. That's why I'm saying when you were a kid and you came up with this idea of shame, that was being dumped on me by my family and then I incorporated it in myself and used it as a tool. At that time, it got me through a lot of pain and today it's crushing me. It's crushing me today because you didn't realize I put that in unconsciously. So now that I understand that I put it in, I can understand how I can take it out and I can put something better in. You know, your, your image of yourself is the same thing. You have a cube that you function as Alan in a cube. Everybody has. But when you can learn to identify that cube with processes and go, I know what this cube is, now I know how to move it out. Possibilities just start happening. You don't have to do anything else. Conscious reality creation is always self-empowered, self-authored. You don't, you utilize experience for the illusion that it is, something I'm generating, that I'm connecting with. This is the realm of possibility. I came in here as a spark of consciousness and it conformed to what I, who I am. And in long, and once I get that, and once I start, the first couple times you change something, you're like, oh my God, it's the easiest thing ever to do. And then you realize everybody's doing it, they're literally doing it backwards right now. That's why it's so painful. You know, you don't want to go downstream without a rudder. You can't go upstream without a propeller either, for the most, you know what I mean? You've got to have some way. People are like, I just want to go downstream. Not without a rudder. <laughs> you know what I mean? You still need to direct. You need to self-author. And so people are like, I just want their peace. I just want to be harm. I just want to be one again. You're never going to be one again. When you decided, you and Goddess decided you were going to be an individual spark of who they were, you never go back to oneness again. You are now a God being. 
You are one with yourself, and everything else is me. And everything else is everyone else. You set it up. It's not a logical thing. Like, whoa, so everything is just part of my mind, and I can treat it like I want? No, because you also have impact on everything around you. So you can feel what love does and what it doesn't do. See, so there's an impact. It's not just a, a logical thing. Well, then nothing matters. It's just I could do whatever. That's the adolescent taking it in the wrong direction. You know? The God being, I want to, we can start wrapping with the God being just that. Um, you speak about this, um, we, we, come, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the greatest potential is our imagination. We were talking yes. about the future author. The greatest can, tool. The greatest tool is our um, imagination. And then um, with this God being this fully self-authored experience, you also teach people, and I think this is super applicable to all of us, is the, our relationships with love, with intimacy, and with money. Yes. Teach us about that. Well, again, if everything, I say if, but because I this way, everything is a reflection of your unconscious mind. And everything is a program. See, you don't realize one time your dad came home with a check when you were a kid and it said $1,200 on it and you were like fired, like, wow, I could buy anything with that. And that was a lot of money, but you don't realize that was that one little moment that I don't even remember anymore was what generated the space that I can create money in. And there's that generated the cube? Yeah, there's a cube that you, you, you made a belief that day, like, wow, that's a lot of money. And since you were feeling a lot when you were like, whoa, that's so cool, that, that's all it takes to program the subconscious. The program, what the subconscious is looking for is an intense emotion followed by a thought, a direct thought. As soon as it hears that, it's going, program. An intense emotion followed by a thought, and it just goes, That's program. why adolescents... Damn. programs the shit out of you, you're in so much pain and you're feeling things you never felt before and you're, and you're smarter now so you're using logic and reason to dictate everything around you and you're just trying to make choices in order to get through it but you're programming the shit out of yourself and so later you're living that you know you're just living all the programs that you weren't aware of because nobody told you what you were doing so then we need to sniff our way back somehow to that moment to see the edge of the well because you repeat so many moments they all have the same structure you just need to find the same feeling anywhere you don't the first one is the most intense but your subconscious is just repeating it throughout so anyone can do it Okay. Anyone that you could feel intensely. You can go back to any love, any, intimacy, or money moments. Say any pattern any pa that you pattern, recognize. Any part of that code, that algorithm, yeah. and then you can re, re you can reprogram reprogram it. But you've to got a big, you know, that's part of what I teach is, I teach them what the subconscious is, and then I teach them how to personify it in meditation, and that way you can go there and you have a relationship that builds in the more real. You see, in your mind is more real than this. Because your mind is generating your experience. Let's say if I say, you like brownies? And you're like, I love brownies. Your mouth starts watering, right? Because your internal world doesn't know the difference, that it's really not here. So when you go into a meditation and you imagine something going on, your entire brain and your being does not know it's not real. This is just getting electrical impulses back to the brain to get, mm -hmm. but if you close your eyes and give yourself the same impulses, it's the same thing. So when you start building a relationship in meditation, it's more real than anything out here because you're in the, you're in the model now. People don't know that. They don't realize meditation is a key element in order to consciously create. This is, for instance, with athletes when they go in and they visualize making the game win a shot and then it happens. 
they just program their subconscious that way. Mm. But imagine if I had a living, breathing thing and I had a name and I had a, a body for it and I said, dude, I need to do this. And they're like, oh, I know where that is. Let's go get it. And you go in there and you reprogram it right in the spot. There's techniques for that to be able to do it. And then your reality will be different when you come out. If it doesn't, you just miss something and you need to do it again. But when you do it, there'll be another piece of information that you'll find out about because now you're watching. You're watching the feedback. If I go into a meditation and I change something, when I come out, it's going to be different. If it's all the way different, great, high five. If it's halfway different, why is it half? There must be another piece in the equation that I need to recognize in order to own because when the child and the adolescent have made all these decisions, they really took all your power away. The only way you're going to get all that power back to, to be, you know, like children, they forgive like that. You can screw up. They're like, we forgive you. Yeah, I forgive you. Boom, they're in love with you again, just like that, right? To be that person, you need to get that strength back. And it's behind a negative belief. So you, so you bring the process of reprogramming into meditation? Yes. Okay, and then what am I doing with my meditation practice in order to reprogram? Well, first off, I teach you a meditation practice that begins that process. Like a lot of people are like into transcend Transcendental meditation is a waste of time. It's just a waste of time. Because you, why are you getting centered to be all peaceful and quiet? For what? With no end, if I'm going to go into the peace and into the harmony, into the dark hush, that beautiful hush that you're looking for, I'm going to ask for something while I'm in there and come out and see if I got it. If you just get there and sit there, it's like sitting in the car with it running and not putting it in gear. Everything's working. And I'm just going to sit in here. This is awesome. <laughs> it's the same thing. You're not really taking your God beingness and utilizing the, this centered position. It's like doing this. It's like I get centered. But I don't jump. I just stay in there. You want to get to a point where I leap free. Uh. You see, nobody's doing the next step. They just get down in there. This is great. I'm not freaking out right now. Yeah, but now you're in this beautiful this beautiful feminine space mm. you want to ask for something mm -hmm. and see if you get it see if you can receive it your life is a gift and all you're really here to do is receive the gift that's the only reason you're here your life is a gift and all you're here to do is receive the gift that's it if you're willing to receive it and willing willing is a focused willful act receiving is not i'm going to receive today yeah receive yeah. what Focus, well, anything. Act. No, so that's no, why but you that's can not conscious. Into the, so getting into the deepest meditative states and then asking for that future authoring for that. Yeah, to co-create. Uh, to co-create. So, so there's both the process of reprogramming and co-creating. So the co-creating is what does the reprogramming. No, no, uh, the okay, co-creating. You, you must always be self-authored. Let's say... Um, if I'm God and I know you're perfect, I'm not going to interfere with you. The universe doesn't conspire for you. It's just a reflection. It's everything about it is a reflection for you, by you. It's like, it's not doing anything to help you. It's not, it's not there for that. It's only there to show you who you are. Who are you? What are your beliefs? That's it. It's only conforming to the person observing. And it's, you're observing all the stuff you're unaware of right now. Once you take that out, then you start realizing, I want to create everything that I'm observing. I want to be responsible for that stuff because it's fun. 
It's fun and it makes life elegant. There's an ease, there's a complexity to it. It's not complicated, but it's complex. So it's like I first I do, I teach them what meditation is, how to utilize meditation in a powerful way. Now how, to, how do I build a relationship with my subconscious? These are all things that we work on week to week. You know, that's why I touch base every day with my clients. Every day they journal to me and then I see what was important, what didn't happen. Because if they journal, they have to make a really willful choice of what they're going to talk about today. Mm. And now I can see their program and say, notice this is a belief. Notice this. Let's change this and see what this does when we change this. And so I'm holding their hand while they navigate reality and watch it change in accordance to their will. So the journaling uh, with the clients can give you a deep insight into their limiting yeah. beliefs, into how much they're future authoring. And the more they share, the better the, more they the share, information is. The more that Because they, the intimacy yeah, starts happening. You see, people avoid intimacy because when you're intimate, that's where magic happens. And people are terrified of magic, so they avoid intimacy to stay away from the magic. Mm. Because when you're intimate, that thing is going to change you. I love intimacy and magic. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, um, we have so much more to talk about in another round soon. Rick, let's, um, let's ask you a couple quick questions you, on you know, the way and out. Just for you, if you want to go and you want to have more to edit because it's choppy, you know, I'm fine to stay and we could talk and you could play. Totally, totally. At some, we'll, we'll, figure it, we'll figure out what to do. Um, uh, Ron's, Ron wants to roll. Is that true, Ron? Well, we just don't edit. Yeah, we don't we yeah, do it it's live. All, it's all live stream, but the point we is. We don't have the budget to, you know, take little bits of these uh, so where they're viral. We're, you know, it's a, we're, we're, we're people have a short attention that. span. You know, these four hour marathons. There's just no money in them. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance to it. Ron doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. So <laughs> there's, um, there's a ton of you nuance. You know, you're right. But there's lots of things you don't know what the fuck you're talking That's about That's right, either. too, baby. All right, Alan. <laughs> you see the anger bounce back? Yeah. That's right, too, baby. All right. So let's ra- let's let's wrap this one, and then we'll be able to um, we'll be able to unpack more on another time as well. Okay. Let's do um, first question: Is are we alone in the cosmos? No. Aren't we here together? <laughs> the cosmos is. You're calibrated to see the cosmos as it is. The cosmos is just possibility, and then you create the planets and all the things going on. You're the one that's already doing that. So, yeah, of course you can have aliens and all kinds of stuff. If that's what you want, if that's what you want to play with. I, to me, I'm like, to what end? Why do I want some aliens here so they can come and give me some technology because I can't figure it out myself? I don't think so. Not for me. I want to figure it out. I want to be a conscious reality creator. Yeah. I, I don't want people to come down here and fix the problem. You're That's right. part of my journey. That's part of the reality you're creating, that there's X amount of problems out there, and what are we going to do about them? Well, I'm only one person. If you have all those beliefs, there's nothing you can do about them. But if you had a belief that I could do something, and I'm enjoying my process on one-on-one, and then just watching it do its thing, you'll enjoy the process, and it'll change everything when it does, when you can receive that it does. It's a is a whole process going on because once you understand how to consciously create reality, you move into being a receiver, but not without direction, not just a receiver. You know, I'm directing what I'm receiving and that's what's magical about it because I say I want X and Y came and it was better than X in the first place and I could see how it happened and that was awesome. And now it's fun because it's this or better what you're creating, not 
this is the best and maybe something less. You see, first, that's how everybody creates, because they're creating from your least best self. You're creating reality right now from resistance only. That's why pain is the first thing everybody wants to work on, because that's the most dense part of who they are at this time. When you open to something beautiful, now the most dense thing is something I'm contributing to that's beautiful, self-authored, and now that thing is generating a reality with me. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Do all in the most kindergarten way possible. I'm starting to unpack and understand it better. How about are we in a simulation? Well, again, why would I believe that I'm in a simulation? I, I couldn't be a God being if I'm going to believe that. Right? And again, beliefs, just to be clear, a belief is an opinion you hold with conviction. That's it. It's not real and it's not based in fact. Almost never. People just, that, that's, that's it. And they make a decision. You know, they say most people, political affiliation comes from their fourth grade. Fourth grade, they decided what political affiliation they were going to be. You see, they don't realize that all that pain in the past is unconsciously generating all this pain right now because people aren't healing it. They're trying to deny it. So they, they keep stuffing it in the back and it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. You see, so that's where the response. And so what's going to happen is the reality is going to split like it is. There are going to be people living a dream and people living a nightmare and they won't even know each other anymore. That's what's already starting to happen, but they call it 99 percenters. It's, it's splitting. And since most people don't get their dream, the people in that belief think it's 1% of the people are getting what they want. That's not fair. That's what you're creating. You're being part of the 99. You know, if you were one of the one percenters, you wouldn't want to be giving all your money up for the other 99% unless you're an adult, unless you're an adult and you're like, let me use it. But now they're like, let's force those people to give up their money because they've been hoarding it. That's just the adolescent getting pissed off and trying to control somebody else. It's like, well, when their money runs out, then what are we going to do? You're going to take all the money from the rich people, then what happens? <laughs> it gets distributed, $5, everybody gets $5, and the world's a different place? It's like, it's a, that does, model doesn't really work. It's just angry model. It's angry and feeling like I don't have enough, and I'm not getting mine, and they're getting theirs, and there's such a disparity now, because there's such a disparity in the, the ability for people to dream. They're not imagining anything except the worst. They don't know they're creating reality that way. It's harder to imagine everything happening beautifully. It's easy to imagine everything going to shit. And so they're just doing what's easy. And they're creating a reality. And then what would you say is the most beautiful thing in the world? Beauty itself. I, you know, beauty itself. They just that just beauty you know it's like what's beautiful to me is an awake person like honestly awake not just a wake up motherfucker and i ride a bike and i don't eat any meat and i don't that's not a woke person that's an adolescent trying to figure out all the right things to do and living that way and not being happy about it being mad at the people in the car being mad at the people who keep eating meat being mad at all these people that are doing what i feel is not right you just feel like it's not right, it's a belief, and you're, you're acting on it, not realizing that you could change that right now. I mean, when you know how. And so at first, it's a little daunting. It's like, oh my God, dude, in three months, everybody's so different, they don't even, it's three months. 
three months, different person. And you never go back. You don't go backwards. I'm not going to be a dog. I've already passed that point. You, you, you just start operating in a way and you know how to do it. And when you know how to do it, you don't get thrown off. It's not like you go back. Sometimes you might go back, and, but you'll realize, oh, I see. Uh, well, what if you say you can't go back being a dog and I'm imagining that you're wrong and you can be, then I can also alter that reality well, you also as well. have a belief that you want to burn yourself and get out of this Ah, oh, there we go, <laughs> there we go. No, and I'm just saying, your belief construct right now for your, in your own, in your own, for your own self, for your own person is, let's just say energetically, I can feel there's pieces of yourself that have been defeated and you don't know what to do with that. Yeah, well, if I die and you should get bit by a dog one of these days, I want you to think of me and take a good look in the eyes of that dog. dog. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Rick, this has been such an epic episode. I've had a blast talking to you. Oh, good. Really enriching. I, I know it went kind of, you know, wherever it went, but... It was really good. It was really good. I appreciate you coming on hey, the show. Hey, you're welcome. Huge thank thank you, you for, for having me. On. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Huge shout out to Ron Vogus for producing and directing. Thank you very Ron. much, Ron. We appreciate it. Glad you got to chime in on the things that you and Rick got have similarities on. That was interesting hearing you guys talk. Huge shout out to everyone for tuning in. Thank you. We would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. Also, go and talk more with your friends, your family, your coworkers, people online on social media about these conscious reality creators, how we can be them ourselves, how we are these God beings authoring our futures. Check out the links in the bio below to consciousrealitycreator.com, theparisprinciple.com, and Rick's LinkedIn profile. Check out all those links. Also, support the artists, entrepreneurs, the organizations around the world that you believe in. Support them, help them grow, help simulation grow. Our links are below as well. And go and build the future, everyone. Manifest your dreams into the world. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you soon. Peace.